What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we talk about hip-hop albums track by track. Not always hip-hop, but usually it's stuff like Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4. It's also the other albums we do, but we like to plug those keywords. So we're talking about Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4 today. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome, having some webcam issues. Always does, always does. And yeah, this is the show where we're going to go through every single song on this album, this Benny the Butcher experience, this Tana Talk 4. We're going to talk about each of them, let you know what we're thinking on on, on the songs. Um, if you hear live on the twitch.tv slash behind that suit experience, you get to listen to the songs with us. If you're watching this after, which most of you probably will be, y'all can go ahead and uh, follow us on Twitch to be here t- Sundays, 12 p.m. EST. You can come watch it with us. Otherwise, you can catch it later on with other songs and Spotify link in the description if you want to go ahead and listen to them. But you probably have heard the project if you're clicking on this review. You saw how long it is. I get how this goes. On that note, uh, we like to get everything started by describing our familiarity with the artists so that you can know where we're at coming into it because you may have some questions like why these two talking about bending the butcher like this etc etc so on that note mr christopher why don't you let us know where you at with your benny fandom and such as we start this adventure and journey uh benny benny the butcher is always an artist that i'm gonna listen to uh i'm gonna always recently noticed that like i've made it a point to want to listen to a lot of the griselda guys um more so conway and benny just because i know that i enjoy west sides just the voice i don't really care for what he says a lot because i don't get it but like his energy's dope. So Chris is uh, like not down for flop purple Taylor on the wads. And then you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it sounds But cool. it sounds hype. <laughs> like it sounds hard as fuck. It sounds hype. Uh, no, but honestly, like I, I love what Benny does. I love his wordplay. I love just the, the imagery he brings to the table all the time. I've never been dissatisfied. Uh, just to be honest with everybody, it was between Tana Talk 4 and the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse. Which I was like, you know what? I'm interested to do the Slaughterhouse Project, but I heard the first two tracks and it just sounded like a bunch of grown men bitching about a bunch of grown men. (laughs) So I was just like, yo, we're going to go do something that we're going to enjoy. I think this would be dope. That's right. If I want to listen to grown men talking about stuff like I need to be more clout driven, I would much rather go with the Griselda version of it because like low key, they do rap a lot about how they wish they had more attention and more like I'm not. That's not even a hater thing. It's literally a theme on this album that comes up. I also believe that the whole slaughterhouse beef. It's kind of like, yo, pay attention to us. (laughs) Like everything about it feels like that to me. But yeah, I don't know. I heard all the singles off the Slaughterhouse album, but I was like, wow, by the third one, I realized how little I care about this. Like, the first one was like, ooh, somebody's spilling tea. And then I realized that the tea was really bland and really boring, and it was like, wow, I just don't care about Joe Budden, Royce to 5'9", Joel Ortiz, or King Crooked, slash Crooked Eye that much. At least in the context of their drama like bro didn't want to answer the zoom call i'm like bro well, i caught the last of so like i think rollouts really kind of fuck with how your project is received because i saw the instagram thing first where like it basically was joe budden and 
Joel Ortiz telling each other to suck each other's dick. And Royce is there like, you know, I don't want to do this right now. And that already kind of set me off with this project. I was like, we're already starting with beef. And yeah, so rollouts do play a part, guys. And Just wanted to bring that you up. You know what? I realized the Benny the Butcher project didn't do any of that. It was just like, you know, there was that J. Cole single, and then Tana Talk 4 is here. And I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm, I think I care more about this project, all <laughs> things considered, just because I already kind of fuck with Benny the Butcher. Like, for me, it was like, I think it was around Tana Talk 3 that it dropped. Like, mm. the plugs I met in Tana Talk 3 came out around the same time. We did mm. reviews for mm. both of those. I was like, oh, say word, Benny be like, spitting some interesting knowledge stuff in the middle of his bars and i got you know what happened i like listening to griselda when i'm doing boring things like grind stuff because yeah. it's like you're listening to dudes who grinded and got success so it's like well if i'm grinding i'm gonna listen to guys who are gonna give me grind music i suppose so i really appreciate them for that um coming into this though i like griselda a whole bunch if you were to ask me to really, like, you played a song and then you gave me a song name and said, connect these two things together, I would fail that test really heavy. Like, I've not heard a Griselda song I really disliked, but I can't remember, right. like, any of them individually at this point, except for maybe the stuff off the plugs I met, which I really did listen to a lot. But I just find that, like, I can just consume their music and I can go back to it. But I find it all like is this, I don't want to call it super homogenized, but like it's mad similar. Like you know exactly what the fuck you're getting coming into this. You well, know I what you're getting. Like comfort to that. I think there's comfort to that. Like but, sometimes, you know, I've heard people and they're like waiting for their artist to drop a new album or a new project or the group they like. And then they get the new project and it doesn't really fit what they're looking for in terms which, hey, as an artist, do what you want, be creative, you know, go outside the box. But I think there is like a comfortability or a comfort in, you know, I'm about to get, I know what I'm going to get from Ben. And the thing is, is I happen to really like what he does and the whole thing. So my expectation is I'm going to like this album because I already like what they do and they're going to give me. And then you look at the track list and you're like, ooh, 38 special? Ooh. You know, you get more excited because you know it's going to triple the fuck down on what you're getting. And it's going to, it's time to talk, which is... As I've learned, Montana Avenue talk representing where he come from and the various levels of his past life. So it's going to give you a flavor of that part of his world, which I expect to be, uh, you know, like a combination of braggadocio, good advice and proper flexing like a grown man. So with the beats, you know, apparently it's a lot of Alchemist and Derringer. So like dope. Uh, you know what you're getting with that. Like, you know exactly what this project's going to be almost before you listen to it. Down to the cover, like, everything about it, I was like, I kind of know what I'm getting. And spoiler alert, I got exactly what I expected. So, like, I kind of feel like that was my thoughts coming into it, especially with the title. Now that I know what it is, I enjoyed the series. I think it's, like, cool. He's keeping it alive. Um, the cover's cool. I like his art style with the, like, painting of a photograph that he has going on um i don't know what you think about the cover and the title so i thought it was kind of cool on how he kept it consistent with tana talk three uh with the same type of oil painting same type of yeah. presentation there um i like how it's still kind of like younger but something that did stand out to me right is that's conway benny and west side right as far as i would be concerned and um yeah i'm double checking that <laughs> Right. But I kind of looked at it and I was like, 
you never really know who ends up being who. Because, like, no shade at all. But I'm Nah, it's Machine Gun like, Black, uh, him, and West Side Gun. Ah, so Machine Gun Black okay. being the brother that was unfortunately taken. Ah, okay. Okay, I should have checked that. My bad, guys. But just, just, like, I look at West Side in this photo, and I'm like, I would never have thought you'd become who you are looking at this. Which is not a bad thing. I just thought that stood out to me. Um, the rest of it, I thought it was like cool. I just, I just thought it was cool, and it gave gave me some sort of like mystery. So yeah, I may have just butched that, but whatever. It's I. Right. We talked about it. We covered it. Y'all may not know this, but one day we got a copyright strike. So now we're protected by fair use for having the album cover in the video. Um, anyway, uh, on that note, let's get into it proper proper with the first track. Johnny P. Caddy. Johnny P.'s Caddy. I said that terrible. All right, Chrissy Pooh. What do you think about this track, Johnny P.'s Caddy? I enjoy it. Um, it. It's a really hard start to the album, in my opinion. Um, the flows are dope. Both of them match up to me really well. Uh, I feel like Cole came in with the same type of, like, talk rap that benny does a little bit um so that was cool how they're like really trying to work collaboratively together on it um you know i'm not one to have to talk about some of the lyrics because i don't come from a lot of this life but when i look at some of these things i kind of try to associate it with like business life and shit and like kind of just how to move correctly and i like how I like how he's just very honest. Uh, Benny's very honest with this opening up kind of gives you this like this idea that we're going to get some like, uh, well, he's always honest, but like just more of um, like real truths. If I can say that, I, it's a good thing. It's a good fucking song. Um, I didn't really feel J Cole's verse as much. I felt like that was just really classic cool J Cole. I'm like not feeling his um, verse. That's how I feel about him lately. Fair enough. Uh, I like the line. Uh, the reason why I think it was cool is because I like the line when Benny's like, they're going to remember me because of how I put words with imagery. And then J. Cole kind of comes in with that attitude. And gives the you night I was like, born, the rain was pouring. God was crying. Lightning struck. Power outage. Sparks was flying. Anyway. Which is dope. Like, it's, it's dope that he's able to create that. Um, but I felt like J. Cole flexed more than tried to give us a lot of knowledge on this. Um, Benny did the Benny thing and just really kind of separated himself from everyone else, which I thought was really dope. And something that's consistent, though, like he likes to remind us, like, yo, I'm not like you guys. I don't do this for cloud. I don't do this for like the hype. I do this because I love it. And this is really what my life's about. So I thought that was really dope. Uh I left it with a 4.2 on 5. So I think it's like an interesting start. Like, I mean, it's a big flex to have J. Cole on at the start of your project, right? But, like, arguably I'm not that into J. Cole's tone on this song. Kind of like, I really like what Benny does. I feel like he comes in strong. And what I believe Benny does interesting with his tone is how he's in this position of success almost looking back. 
but he's just kind of letting you know i've been through some shit there are some scars to that situation people may question the credibility and things but all all things considered we put the effort in like i really like when he's like they want to know what i brought to griselda i said validity and just even the way he said that line the pause in it i say validity like that shit is really nice that flow is really like oof, and that's what i always really loved about benny is i feel like he's really strong with his placement of syllables and his ability to create a conversational tone with you and it just feels like he's humble about it like actually mm-hmm. humble about it like he doesn't actually need mm-hmm. your approval i mean i i kind of feel like high key he wants all of our approval with a lot of the stuff he says but like he doesn't feel yeah. like he really needs the approval he just kind of wants the recognition for it um i think that the approval seeking though comes from like this idea like they know they're good, but we kind of ch- like we as fans champion other type of shit. And I guess that's like the approval. It's like acknowledge us for like the actual good skill rapping we have and not for like what y'all kind of. I don't know who's them. not acknowledging them. That's the only thing. Hmm. I know everybody and they, everybody I personally know acknowledges them. The only people that don't acknowledge Mm. them don't care about lyricism. And there's a lot of people who Mm. would argue I don't care about, like, the words people be saying. I don't. I care about other parts. So it's like, I don't really know who who it is. But then again, that's my ignorance. Maybe there's a whole bunch of people, like like a billboard or whatever, that be, like, slighting them. Maybe maybe it's some Mm. other things I don't know about. I just know that it's Mm. always weird to me because for, like, fucking years... All I've heard about is Griselda the Golden Childs. They back. They taking over the whole everything. They and for years I've been listening to that. And then every time I hear them and they're like, nobody recognizing us as legends, I'm like, I don't know. A lot of people seem to be to me. <laughs> like people be like really like like jumping on alchemist style beat productions and all kinds of things in Montreal because of y'all. So like y'all have influence. I just, maybe not New York. I don't know. I I just don't know. So I'm left to question that outside of that, I guess where I really like the tone back to that is problems that I correct through the obstacles I progress illogical for them to feel the responsible for our, uh, for them to feel they're responsible for our success. It's stuff like that. Like we're self-made in a sense. We built it up besides con West. Tell me who else I got to respect. Like these are the people that built me up. Like to me, this is really interesting advice for life because in a lot of senses, you're never going to impress a lot of people. You can do all the work and you're just kind of left with the people around you. Uh, who are your day ones per se and all of that so i feel like there's that kind of tone in it but then you get to j cole and he's just like they feel the pressure me i feel like i just left the masseuse effortless how i'm skating on these records is proof and it's like okay like j cole owns the game and he's really great and he's really easy but like in benny's verse there's this sense of like struggle and overcoming where i find it like i relate to it more i relate to the energy and j cole's like I'm the best rapper in the world. Y'all should give me my props. And I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not actually impressed by the way he starts this verse. It really almost sounds like a cliche romance novel. Like you would find mm-hmm. in like a fucking tabloid store. And then he presents himself like this grandiose hero. I'm fine. He may feel that way, but I don't feel that way about him. So when I hear him talk like that, it's like, okay, cool. I, I kind of like you back on 2014 Forest Hills Drive better. That's <laughs> just where I've been at for a long time. So a lot mm-hmm. of this is like J. Cole kind of raps a lot about how good he is and how amazing he is. And I'm like, I just don't care. 
Whereas Benny does it in a way where I learn shit, so I care more. And the flow that J. Cole does is I, but it's a really loose, airy flow. Whereas I'm really fucking with like the tight precision of the Benny flow and his confident delivery. Whereas J. Cole f- feels like small dick energy. I don't know how else to put it. Benny has big dick energy on this song. And J. Cole has small dick energy. But what the fuck do I know? I got 7 million views. And every time I talk about J. Cole like that, I get hated on. So, it is what it is. Um, I love the beat. I think it's really dope. It really kind of captures it. I mean, like, I enjoy listening to this kind of sample beats and stuff. It's a really good vibe. I think Alchemist did a great job on this. Overall, it's a pretty strong start to the project. But honestly, I don't like J. Cole's verse at all. So, I'm going to give it a 4. And say that I'm really excited that the rest of the album picks it up for me. On that note, we can go into the next track, which is Back to X. All right, Chris, what do you think about this one? Yo, I just, when Stove God Cooks was like Parallel Park My Lex, I don't know why I think that's so hard. It just (laughs) sounds so fire. Like, it's not. You're just parallel parking Alexis, which is dope. But it's like... I don't know. Mm. There's like a high degree that. of, like, you know, there's a risk factor to parallel parking of Alexis right. in a tight street, you know? So starting off, uh, I do, I like how Benny kind of shows us a shift in how people are a little bit, if I understood. His first line is like, I'm eating caviar off ciabatta that's chopped in when I quit. Uh, the guys I fed off narcotics done got slim. And I was like, is that because like you're no longer selling narcotics? They're not chilling with you no more. They're not really getting money with you because things have changed. They're still in back then. And I thought that was a kind of like I kind of cool took insight. that like he upgraded in his life. And then yeah. his influence on the sphere of the world he was in was so powerful that when he left, people were unable to replicate and fill the void. Thus, they were no longer eating and they got mm. slim. That's what I took from that, which I thought was like a flex. I want to make flexes like that in my future. Like, I got so famous that the people I used to help out aren't as good now because I went over there. Like, that's a flex. Mm -hmm. No, that is a definite upgrade. Um, I also liked another bar where he was like, scanners and lights, you value value your team, you paying them right. Candid advice, you go need them when they read the Miranda rights. And I was like... Yo, that's some straight like advice, life advice. Like, make sure you hold down your people. Make sure you're really like taking care of the people who like fuck with you and support you and shit. Because when times get tough, you're gonna want that loyalty. You're gonna want that those people in your corner to be like, nah, he's straight. He's this. He's that. He or you she also or don't want them to snitch on you because you treated them bad. <clears throat> that's dope. That that is true. That is true. So I really enjoy that. But yeah. Also, when they get, that- they hold you down too. I guess eh, when you're locked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i did that's what i really do like about benny is that there's it's not just like aimless bars of just being cool or flexing it's like this is real shit that you can implement whether you're from this type of life or just anywhere else in life and just make sure you kind of move properly which is very inspiring in a sense Facts. compared to just j cole what some <laughs> anyway um stove god cooks this is not the first time we've heard him and i have heard like some of the podcast people i listen to really like amp him up so i may have been a little biased and kind of went in this he's hype i love this hook his hook like no he's everything about that like back to back everything about that hook is like stop that's like 
fucking hard and like musically it just slaps and his delivery is just perfect and it's just like you almost want to sing along with that and then i'm like i don't know if i should but like yo i want to i feel like i should not be out in public singing crack dealing bars like i just feel like it's not a good look i mean we should not um but I i think it does play into like a full circle type thing like we brought it back back so we like we sold it off and then we brought the profits back I dropped it in the pot. It came back, back, mm. you know, cooked it up, sold it, came back with the profit. Have my shooter bend a corner. I bet he it's, back back when you bend a corner and you spin the block. So it's, it's like, there's pretty clear. <laughs> Fair enough. So I, I thought that was cool. That was very whatever. Uh, but then just the way Stove God cooks just breaks down his whole verse in this storytelling exactly with like what Benny said on the last track with like his imagery and all this stuff. I was sitting there like, wow, I really feel like I'm in your trap house. Like, just me personally, I'm like, this is really, really good. It stands up really, really well. I like how just he flows with it. And he's got this, like, disconnect in his, like, persona. Like, he's just he's just so focused on just staying with to the money and keep grinding and keep going that it's like, yo, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to rap about it. But, like, I ain't got the energy. I'm really focused on this. And I'm not trying to say he's not, he's lacking energy. It's just like when i hear him it's like yo this is really my life this is what it is i'm just gonna wrap it to you and then i gotta get it's like back i don't to have business. to impress you i'm actually gonna exactly. go ahead and make my money over here exactly and i thought it was fire like, like i turned fire. 17 ounces to 39 i mean that is like literal magic <laughs> it's like you cooking it up in a way Facts. to keep the purity but up in the volume Oof, i don't know shit all about Facts. that but that sounds like a good profit margin Facts. Either or, Unless that is about like with... the fucking price, and I don't know shit all about drug dealing, so y'all can make fun of us in the comments if you want. <laughs> I did leave it with a four point five on five. I thought it really slapped; like it was really, really good. So, yeah, I like this one a lot. Like I feel like this is kind of where I will... it should have started. Almost like it's pretty fucking proper. I mean, look, I get it, y'all. Like it, it is what it is, but like. This is hard. Every bar, like, is just spit with that. Like, there's this air of confidence I find I really enjoy in both their their deliveries. Where, like, if you're going to come in, I like this, like, persona of I'm actually successful at this. And let me tell you about what my life is like for real reels. And then you believe them. Whether or not it's true is whatever. I'm going to assume these guys know what they're talking about. The level of details slash stories slash everything. Plus, there's a statute of limitations thing in the States where you can actually talk about real shit after a certain amount of time. And, like, I just feel like, regardless of all of that, the musicality is just dope. Like, this song is presented with that grittiness, that, like, harshness. And then on top of that, you just get, like, I feel like it's, like, almost like one-liners of ambiance. And I really enjoy that. I I find that really poetic in the way it's written and composed. And it kind of puts you into the air of what's going on in their life. I mean, it's just every time I bump it, you'll hear, like, particular bars that just kind of, pop up a little bit and just catch your eye you know and i i enjoy that and like you said it's super practical in a sense where when you really think about it it's an attitude that allows you to achieve longevity in the game which i really appreciate um and i just 
you know, otherwise it's like flary shit. Like I took orders cooking fancy in kitchens like Gordon Ramsay. Like it's just flair. It's like whatever. He's doing his thing. But I've always been more into his delivery. Like as I've gotten past caring about literally the particular writing of the bars, like the pen game's nice, but a lot of what makes his pen game nice is how he wraps the words and puts them so mm. snugly into the pocket and keeping it like that. Like it's the flow that makes it proper because the words, whatever, anybody can copy that shit. But to make it sound like he make it sound is particularly hard. And the Stove God Cooks does the exact same thing. Like the way his tone of voice and super dry like fucking cold ass delivery hits that core mm. uh, chorus makes it hit extra hard than if anyone else was saying it type thing because it's like that detached like i honestly don't even want to be rapping feel that you put kind of shows this nonchalance of this is just a regular day and meanwhile we just keep doing it we bring it back back and you know i just enjoyable and it's simple and it just hits and I really appreciate it. It doesn't need the superfluosity of like extra technical bullshit because it's just proper musicality that makes it snug. The whole verse is delivered uh, with the same air of confidence. And like you said, it's really like kind of, you know, a, a sense of storytelling of like, this is my life. But also, like, I done did this. I've been here. Like, this ain't a thing to me. We in the rental about to freeze. Don't you turn up the degrees. It's a brick in the vent. Like, you know, just those little ambient things where it's like you can almost mm. picture maybe that happened one time. Somebody fucked up the drugs because they turned up the van. Like, I never thought about that. But I suppose when you're stashing drugs in a car, maybe you can't use all the car functions the way you normally, you know, that kind of shit. Mm. Anyway. Mm. I did want to say one more thing, too. Um, in terms of, like, again, more like knowledge advice, Stove God Cooks, watch Big Homie lay that shit up on the heat like Harold Miner. And I'm just like... Yo, that's some mentorship type shit. Like, granted, it's like maybe not in the best way of life or something, but that's like go find yourself somebody who's going to show you how to get some shit done. And like you could either take it the way they're saying it or you could just be like, go find a mentor, which I thought was cool. And I think that's dope. Like for me, that's a big thing. If you're a grown man and you're not dropping proper advice laced into your buyers, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. And I don't mean pretentious preaching like some other people do. I mean like proper, practical, good, like poetry in a sense. Um, so I like this one a lot. It's like a 4.5 for me. Um, I guess we can move on to the next one. Super plug. All right, Chris, what do you think about this track? <clears throat> Well, for me, this track was like, it really ties into more of that give back to people, really looking out for your squad is kind of just what I took overall from this. Yes, there's like parts of this track that you get like, you know, some of the struggles and some of the, you know, having to drive around with his daughter in the car while he's got drugs in there. And you kind of get like this, like, oh, shit, like you really kind of had to go through it. And everybody's kind of helping you out and you're trying to just make every grind count, <clears throat> which is dope. But the overall feel of this song to me is really like my mission statement is to feed mine and my people and to really help everybody that may not be able to do it themselves. And I think that's just the most powerful thing overall that he could be explaining it. I like how he's using like the super plug in the sense of like, find that person who can help you kickstart this dream. But also in a way, he's kind of also like the super plug to some people once he does start making some of the money and once he does start kind of helping out and providing, which I'm pretty sure he does. And, and all that so that's that's really what i want to say about this song is that it just has this overall powerful mission statement to it that i that i really enjoy 
Um, everything is solid. The beats fucking dope. The way that like the way that he like Alchemist has like certain stops in the beat in the middle of the verses, and Benny just like nails it on the cue was really cool. Um, I just it was dope. It was it was really really dope. Um, I gave it a four point five <laughs> on five. Yeah, I think you kind of hit this one straight on. I mean, that's kind of where I've been driving at, where it's like the overall gives you something to think about life advice stuff. Like the more I navigate through the hip-hop world, as I've been learning, it's like mad people are selfish, right? And like a lot Mm -hmm. of people like to talk um, about how great they are and how much they do and how much they've accomplished. But like some of my favorite memes on the subject are like, you know, everybody like to talk like they're the king of the city, whatever. But how, go check how much they give back. Go check how much they mm. do to build. Go check how much they actually put that effort in. And it's like mm. when you look at successful people and like the bios of like the greatest of the greatest, everybody's career is all squad and team and like kind of put together like that. So the fact that he's kind of laying down that knowledge here where it's like, yo, my team is how I got here. All I'm trying to do is get me and mines out there. Don't forget anybody with it. Find the plug, become the plug, and make sure that you keep everything distributed because you're going to need these people. It's like really good advice on top of the fact that that hook slaps. Like it's really catchy. It gets stuck in your head. Super mm. clean delivery and just, you know, ties in the main point of the song. I keep everything real. I'm really about everything else, and we're really about that growth. And then the verses just kind of elaborate it more. You know, I made it in the streets. I I used my team to get through this. You know, we went from having to share clothes and being kind of real poor to everything we buy costs mad money. We've succeeded together. And I think that's Mm -hmm. like the main emphasis of it while kind of, you know, describing a little bit what he's up to. He's too smart to get (laughs) caught, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really good song. Um, I really like the flow a lot of it. I like the way he just kind of lays it out with the poetry and the imagery of his mind. But again, it almost feels like an audio book to like tips to get through it. Like there's so much little snippets. I feel like they just ties into shit I've read that it makes it like extra enjoyable for me. Um, what kind of stands out a little bit, um, just because one more point um, is like. <sighs> You know how like a lot of rappers are like, I did this myself and this and that and this and that. I feel like Benny is kind of showing me like, yo, even though you've got people in your corner who may not be like supporting you right now or like be able to do things that they want to do to help you in your career, you still kind of have to hold them down because once shit gets stable, they're going to be there. And I think like a lot of people may kind of deal with that because they look, I know sometimes me, it's like, if I don't get that direct support, I'm kind of edgy with people, but I'm trying to be more like, yo, you're trying to do the best you can to support Mm -hmm. me the only way you know how. If I was able to like give you an opportunity to like stand in a crowd and do this shit, maybe your level of support is different now because I'm putting you in that position. But if like you can't see that and I can see that, I still got to hold you down. It's kind of how I look at it sometimes. So Mm. that's just something I wanted to kind of bring out. And I feel like the other side of the song is meant to exemplify. And I guess something we've overlooked is the length of time that he's been authentic with it. Right. Like something that Mm. I feel like he's trying to really drive home is I really was about it back in the day. Now I'm really about this in the current. I've been at this for a super long time. None of this is new. I put my time and work in and now. I'm coming here to talk about it, which is in and of itself another big lesson. 
Um, I mean, as far as the beat goes, at this point, it's like, arguably, it's the same feedback. I really like the way he raps it. He's really consistent song to song. This hook stands out to me more. Alchemist does his thing on his beat, but it's beautifully well put together. I don't know how else to say it. It's just great. I like the way it flits in. I feel like there's a little bit of a dingle energy in this that kind of adds a little sparkle mm. to the song that makes it nice. Um mm. Probably not stuff you were expecting me to say, but it does add sparkle, okay? That's exactly what the fuck it does. Um, and I really think overall it's super enjoyable. Um, but really, that's what appeals to me. Um, otherwise, man, honestly, sometimes, I'm going to be real, it could be like some of these bars could be cut out of this song and put into another song. And it wouldn't really make a huge difference, <laughs> you know? Like, this mm. might be for the sake of criticism, which I don't really want to do, but why some people mm -hmm. don't put them at the higher pedestal because they really do just do the thing they do, drill it the fuck home. And it's pretty great. And it's pretty amazing. And when I'm in the mood for it, it's exactly what I want. But like what really impressed me with the Conway project is how by the end of it, it was like a whole bunch of fucking new songs and shit. Now, granted, this is time to talk for. I know Benny's versatile. I know it. You know, that's what I'm saying. Mm. I'm just kind of trying to add some context. So, like, in the big picture, this mm -hmm. may be why people mm -hmm. feel a way. But, like, at the same time, this is the series and he's doing what he's doing honor to it. Like, what else are you supposed to do here? And he has done other stuff with other people around the way. So, to give it all fairness. I but nine times out of ten, arguably, it really does feel like it's this, which I often want to hear so it's always enjoyable but it really does rely like, on a fan base or a bunch of people really wanting this but i think that's like part of the commentary or at least part of the thing where it's like because i've heard it before like i like i said earlier it's like if he were to do something different some of his fans might fucking hate him for it so he's like yo i'm gonna just keep doing what i gotta do and i know that this is like what is essentially going to keep working in a sense, but it's also really real to him because he doesn't want to change. Yeah, but, and, I feel and like I'm not saying he should. I, again, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, and I, I do understand the complexity of it. I'm only bringing it up because on both this album and the Conway album, they both be talking a little bit about how they want more love for the accolades. So fair, I'm left fair, with fair. that as an overtone to what I'm thinking about. Like, why don't they get more accolades? Why is it that when I check the fucking view counts on this shit, it's like, you know, 67,000 views and not millions of views, right? Like, these are real legitimate questions because they brought it up, not me. I didn't bring it up. Benny brought it up on this very album. <laughs> um, so I was stuck thinking about it as we go through it. Um, otherwise, I really like this one a lot. This is one of my favorite ones. I'm giving it like a 4.75. Like, it's all love from my end of it because I happen to think Benny's my favorite of them all in terms of how he writes and, and how he presents his stuff. And it really reminds me of like a Robert Green book. And anything that reminds me of a Robert Green book is a good time. Um, but that's my preferences. And usually if I like something, it's some niche shit. <laughs> anyway, the, the next song is Weekends in the Perrys. All right, what do you think about Weekends in the Paris? Still pretty solid with the project. The beats flows right in nicely, still connects with everything, and I'm loving it. Uh, certain things I do that are standing out was when Benny's like, um, it's crazy to think that like being out in the streets certified him more than rap. And I say that because it really plays to this idea of like, 
you can make a bunch of rap songs on the internet, but it don't mean shit until you actually have people in your community who fuck with you, who really respect you like Fact. that and shit. So I thought that was super dope the way he explained it. Because when he says he's, he's, a, he's certified by the streets, you kind of know by now it's not in like the most positive fucking areas. But it's crazy to think that even in that type of life, people are like, yo, this is still a, a relationship, friendship, like some type of ship. So that was that was something that was really cool. Um, everything else pretty solid. Kind of just gives us the similar type of stories and kind of how shit goes. So that was really cool. Uh, Boldy James, if I'm not mistaken, this may be like the first time I hear him. I could be wrong, but I thought it was cool. He came back with like the same type of laid back, relaxedness like Stove God Cooks did, which I thought was interesting. How like. This, like the the features so far don't seem to be as like super hype they're more like serious and just kind of want to talk to you and, and really have you understand like what they're saying more than just kind of catch on to the flow now i did like how um boldy james was like feel like i've been betrayed by my silhouette mistakes was made to correct how i deal with the fame made me get upset and i was just like okay this is some real personal shit like you're really trying to explain to us how you're dealing with shit inside how you're kind of changing as a man how you're going through like getting famous shit so that was really really cool to me um overall it really just kind of gives me this feeling of like growth and progression and just kind of sticking to what you know and really just keep pushing forward which i thought was cool um 4.2 on five yeah this one again with benny comes through and my big like takeaway from this one was the level of self-awareness that was like the key word for me on this track one of the things that i always kind of look for is when people talk about losses because like all my favorite like people are the ones that i gravitate towards didn't just like win forever they like took l's and then came back and like understood that through losing you can gain the experience and the wisdom like there's no wisdom in winning all the time like yeah you might get lucky and win all the time but you're not like learning shit if you never lose so often when i see people really deep in that like present this music like they're these infallible people it's hard for me to get behind that because i don't know a single successful person that doesn't fucking fail like even at work and shit they have like oh you can lose this much money just to see if we like get something out of it oh you took an l it's okay we learned something like this is how like the big business world works and stuff so like i almost look for that stuff and I feel like both these guys on this track presented this humility where like it's like trying to present to you this is what the world is actually like more than this glorified version of it. And I really appreciate that. Like I'm living my truth. Sky's the only limit I know from drug dealing to music. I mean, what didn't I do? Who didn't I put on? Tickles, then I regroup on a shoestring budget. I showed them what I could do. I'm like, yo, that's like not all that glamorous to think about. And in a lot of ways, that is really relatable to the way I'm trying to approach stuff. You know, maybe I've not sold drugs, but with regards to how I'm trying to push forward, it's a lot of shoestring budgets and doing what I can with the resources available to me, taking L's, regrouping and coming back different. And like hearing that stuff, it's like, a lot more relatable to my life than a lot of the superfluous nonsense I hear coming out of a lot of people. So on that front, I really, really enjoy it a lot. And it just hits the beat nice. And it's really, again, just 
super consistent to what I've been saying because it's like that's kind of what we're getting. I also really like the Malcolm X reference just to kind of like put that life character because like uh, uh, Malcolm X like sold dope and I mean the way it's presented in his autobiography it's like he invented interstate weed dealing via trains and shit I might be a little overstating that but like that's the way I understood it reading that but then he goes on to being like civic leader and stuff so like the correlation of a drug dealer turned like honestly social activist is an interesting comparison to make with his words and what he's trying to do with it now it's like I did that but now I'm here trying to make the most of my life um and I think he really is putting a lot of knowledge into his music and trying to set an example. And with Boldy James, I felt like the same level of self-awareness. And that's that's what I really liked about his, both the features, that thing that you're describing. I think it's that, like, their energies just kind of match that, like, energy Benny brings. Like, I know where I'm at in the bigger picture. I'm comfortable. I'll put this much work in. These are the results. It's like this cold calculation to the flexes. Like, I really like was two time in my dame. I'm a bigamist. Like, that's a blunt statement. Like, I'm so comfortable with myself. That's just kind of where I'm at. But it's also had to quit blazing cigarettes. And it's almost like, sorry, the, the previous line is that. So, like, there's this sense of I was doing these bad things and I got to kind of do better now. But the gang half of the blame, I live with regret, my brain a bit of a wreck. So it's like I lived incorrectly and I have to live better. And these are the psychological consequences of that. I'm like, that's pretty fucking powerful shit. Like that's real shit when you go through certain experiences and you have to be different. For me, that's what makes it like really cool. Like, yeah, there's the other side where it's like chefing up body cane in the kitchenette. Also, kitchenette, that's a great word. People don't use that word enough. Um but the other side is really what attracts me to it. And I almost wish that, like, the indie boys that, like, don't do crimes had shit like this to say. But nine times out of ten, they don't live lives where they get good business lessons and shit. So they just kind of do a lot of verbal acrobatics rather than saying, like, meaningful shit, I find. And I really appreciate what's going on on the on this track. Like, I feel like... I can do better business listening to these guys a little bit, you know, or I can have a little bit of a better food for thought to like maybe consider different ways of living, listening to how they present their lives. And I think that's the most attractive part of what they bring to the table for me. Um, this one's another 4.5 and I really enjoy it. I don't have a lot more to say about it. And you're going to find as we go through it, like, ah, man, it's going to get hard for me to come up with innovative ways to say Benny's super tight, precise, and has great bars. Here's the ones that stood out to me. That's kind of what the rest of the review is going to be because it's mad consistent. On that note, there are... Do, Sorry, go on. Quickly, I do think that um, just the way that he was honest, uh, I mean, we already know Benny's honest, but the way that uh, Boldy James is like honest with how he like likes two women and how he kind of deals with his stuff i think also speaks to like if you're just like out here oh i'm sleeping with two women because i'm rich it's a difference when you're like nah i've actually got fucking issues and i kind of need these two women in my life for me to feel normal or and at I think least you get more of like that respect and i'm not trying to talk using about the, the women it's no no, no the man idea. it's the idea like acknowledging i'm a bigamist because i behaved yeah. in this way it's not like a good or a bad. It's not like there's no morals there. It's the facts of the situation. Whereas a lot Which of people try to apply a moralness like... to it. And I kind of mm. like the absence of morals 
and more the bluntness of the more fact-driven. It reminds me like when I'm at work and my bosses used to be like, Holden, no one cares about your feelings. You have to kind of like present the facts of the situation. And anytime you put feelings mm-hmm. in there, get rid of it. And this kind of feels like that. Like you strip out all the feeling of regular emotion to present facts in a sense is mm-hmm. how I feel like a good way to put mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. Well, I guess the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I feel like if you can do that, me personally, I can respect who you are more instead of just trying to be flashy about it or like kind of cover it up, which I think is part of like the messaging in here is like if you're just really real with yourself, people may still want to stick around and people still want to fuck with you because they they see that you're like self-aware. Facts. That was it. Facts machine emoji. Anyway. A bold song comes next. I say it's bold because apparently there are now 10 more commandments. Um, so, yo, obviously Diddy has to be here, right? We got to just put that out. It's it's 10 more of the crack commandments following up the infamous Notorious B.I.G. song, 10 Crack Commandments. So having Diddy here is like this. It's okay, world. You're not allowed to give him shit. I gave him permission. It's all good in the hood. <clears throat> so yeah um hang, hang on a second i got a call coming anyway um so yeah how do you feel about this one um so i don't have much to say because i know fuck all about selling crack and how to run this shit but what i think is cool and from what i get is that the next 10 crack com- the next 10 commandments essentially are the other things you should be doing to continue this business to be able to know that you're in the right spot to keep this thing flourishing and, and worth your time and energy, which I thought was cool. Cause yeah, you can just make a song with just the 10 commandments and this is what you got to do, but how do you teach somebody to take it to the next level and continue uh, a line that stood out to me was when he was like, whatever number it is, Uh, Make sure you test your product to know how fire it is because, you know, people lie. And I'm like, that is that is not that's some dope shit because like you got to stand on your own product. You got to believe in yourself, essentially, is how I took that. And as much as people may want to falsify or kind of troll behind your back and whatever, whatever, you know, what's true to yourself. And that's kind of how I took a lot of this. A lot of this song was just like. Well, there's this commandment and then you do this one, which is like number eight. And then you do this one and then you got to do this one to continue it. And I thought that was super, super cool. Uh, but that's really it. The rest, I ain't got much to comment on. It's just fire. I gave this a 4.2 on five. I mean, oh, wait, I did like how Benny called the FBI people, people with jackets with the alphabets on them. I thought that was funny. That was it. Thank you. I, I, I like this one a lot. Like like one of my favorites on this project i think it really delivers well in terms of arguably biggie's 10 crack commandments was a song that as much as it was about crack it was really just good business advice for any hustler doing any type of work anything like don't get too caught up like don't get high on your own supply like you know don't get like too caught up in your own product whatever you do don't act like it's free understand your own shit you know like all this stuff always like translated into more than just what it is and i believe in the spirit of that benny really delivered and everything about this kind of hits in a way where if you were to like kind of take it to your entrepreneurial endeavors like don't ever burn the plug dog that silly shit 
Because like whatever you're doing in life, there's going to be a plug. Allow me to be clear. I finally got some plugs in my life in terms of opportunities to go bigger and better than what I've had. I can't burn those plugs. And trust me, on some ego shit, it's super easy to burn plugs. It's super easy to think you're too big and whatever, whatever, or to go in a different direction with it. But like, I mean, you probably want to go with business. I've never been to business school. I read a lot of books, though. But, yo, like everything he's saying here is kind of like proper with in terms of that. I was just responding to Breakfast Cereal's comment there. But like, yeah, it, it just kind of. It just kind of like hits in a way where you need to respect your plugs. You need to respect your business. And then each one of these laws, it's like, hmm, yeah, you know, better test that work before you buy it. Hmm. How many people be walking up and talking all that shit? Yo, I'm a graphic designer, blah, 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 blah. Have you looked at their fucking portfolio? Did you do any kind of research into them? I mean, what about a rapper? Can he actually sell tickets? What evidence is there that this person may actually be there capable of bringing in these things? And so it's like... As I went through the song, I was thinking about my hustles in terms of music and content. I'm being like, damn, every one of these points, pretty fucking good advice. Take care of the people around you. Do you know how many times I've been told, you better appreciate Chris Chrome. If you don't appreciate Chris, that guy's been there for how long? Man, you don't get a lot of Chris Crumbs in your life. Yo, take care of the people around you. That's why Chris gets money now. Um, To be fair, the appreciation is there. Like, there's... Can't. (laughs) um but then it's like don't spend more money than you can afford it's like every one of these things is pretty good advice i don't know how else to put it and i love listening to good advice it's always a good reminder it's almost like mantras to apply better things to your life so ultimately the beats funky i mean i could live without diddy's outro I like the fact that it is what it is and I really think it's powerful and I don't want to take away from the message because it's really good. But his delivery sounds kind of weird. I don't know how else to put it. Like there's a way to it that just kind of like it's like his throat was sore or something that day. I'm not trying to be like rude about it because he really does have like a powerful message. And I really love what he's saying about exporting black culture and gaining strength in legal endeavors and to apply this. And it almost like solidifies what i think about it being more than just you know selling drugs it's how to legitimize Mm. that skill set into something bigger and it's gorgeous i just find it sounded a little weird when i listened to it and that could just be me and so don't take it too bad um this is a good song i'm gonna give it a 4.75 for real um on that note we can move on to the next one which is tyson verse ali all right chris what do you think about tyson verse and ali Yo, Conway, Benny and Conway are just having fun and trolling rappers. That's what I think about this. Like, their their flow is great. The bars are hard. The flexing is on point. But I, I think it's the fact of, like, how are you going to compare legends to legends? And I like how, because I've done it. I'm not going to say I haven't. I've done it where it's like, oh, Conway's better than Benny or this and this and this. But at the end of the day, they're all part of the same group and they all push the same narrative, the same message, the same whatever vibe. So it's like, I thought it was really cool how they're playing on this like Tyson versus Ali, legends versus legends. Don't compare them. They're both good at what they do. They should just be in their own category. And then you have Conway doing his thing, which is great. And you got Benny doing his thing, which is super great. They're both flexing and kind of giving you these little like punches to let you know, like, yo, I like Conway's like uh, Angie Martinez didn't even know who I was and thought my project was hype. And it's like, oh, well, if you know who that is, she's pretty well-respected in hip hop. 
yeah, that's kind of like a flex. Um, and just very other bars that like they've, they've said. So it's, it's really cool. That's kind of what I just felt was like, yo, they got bored and they're like, yo, fuck this. We're just going to rap outshine everybody and then let them compare us to each other and then make a, like a really good reflective joke song about it. So I landed this with a 4.5 on five. I'm definitely going back to it and listening to it. It's super, it's super good. I like the fact that like Benny starts it off actually questioning the logic of it. Like question, do your legacy rest depending on where you rank amongst the current and the late? If so, I feel like I'm straight, which is fair. He's like, I know where I'm at with this. And uh, does it matter? You know, like if it does, I'm good. But like, does it even matter? Which is almost to your point. Like, how do you compare this kind of stuff? Um, And I don't know. I don't even know how to answer the question of what the best means. Like, I would love to see where Tupac stands in music today. Like, everyone talks that hypothetical, and I wish there was a way to understand what his career and what his music would sound like today. I would love to know so much. Um, but, like, we can't know a lot of stuff. Like, I think Benny is on pace where, where he's at to pop off easily another 20, 30 years of consistent fucking dopeness. Um <clears throat> But where people rank is going to change so much because the vastness of music is going to just create these little silos and stuff. And it'll just never be like what it was. It will, it will just never be that again. Like everyone's individual star power is forever going to be less than it. Like there will never be a Michael Jackson again. And we can see mm. it that if Drake's the closest thing to it, it's not that. So like we'll never have that again. And the world just won't allow for it. Other countries may even take the spotlight off america like what are we gonna do if like the greatest of all time turns out to be taiwanese you can't even predict that shit everybody acting like english is going to be the predominant force of this and that's where my brain goes when i hear that stuff so does it matter i don't know benny doing this shit he's straight he's he's rapping and selling way he just got them genetic traits he's just really built to it or do people really care do they just want to hear the music and i love that he's asking these questions because arguably i think a lot of people asking the questions and then you know he's just kind of like confused on how people compare the people on the same team upon which i'm like that's not confusing at all benny that's literally how the world works when we have a team of people that are all aligned we pick our favorite you have a favorite avenger you have a favorite player on your hockey team why would you not have a favorite player on griselda like it just is illogical to question that because everybody has favorites and everything Otherwise, if you're looking at it in the metaphysical, like, does this really matter point of view? Yeah, I get your point. But yeah, of course it matters, DB. Like, it makes it more fun. It is more fun to have the, I let, I'm team Benny while somebody else is team Conway while somebody else is team West Side Gun. It makes it just more enjoyable to be a fan of the music if we're allowed to do this. That's the honest answer. Otherwise, it's like, okay, cool. Great, y'all rap good. Now nah, we gotta have a little flair to it, and I think it's fun. And I've never done it maliciously. It's like I love all three, but you know, like that's a great conversation to have. And frankly, the way list and shit work, again, making it more like wrestling and sports and shit, it's not like bad for fans. It just might be annoying to live through. So on that note, I love what he's doing, and I love the meta commentary on that conversation, and just kind of chiming in, and it feels like. And his focus is not about this clout and this fame and shit. And perhaps that's not something he really desires or wants to be a part of. But arguably, it's going to help you get the legend you're hoping to get. And uh, your focus on the paper is dope. Don't even get me wrong. And I like the fact that he's putting it out. Like, we're on the same team. We all work together. But then really what blew me away with this shit after the hook, which is nice, is the way that uh, Conway comes in with, like, yo, 
I'm so glad that you and your team are winning, and I look forward to the day when you and your team get your MVP trophies, and it's going to be such a beautiful thing. Me and my team are here winning. I want you and your team to be over there winning. And in a sense, it's like y'all are asking stupid questions, and you're living in stupid ways. Arguably, he may be right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying it's more fun to compare people. I'm not saying it's the healthiest or psychologically the right approach to it. Maybe this give love to the world and loving teams and maybe love is the solution. Maybe that's what the whole point of this song is, you know, on some Beatles tips like, yo, love successful people and just give that props and stop trying to like make it weird. Like stop trying to create divisiveness in it and whatnot. And that's what I feel with this. And it also is really just amazing to see conway who just dropped his project and shit to come right in and be like benny if i'm not seeing you win bud it's just not worth it for me and i'm like that's some real canadian shit right there i like that a lot it's a really great track uh it's a 4.75 i super enjoy it i think they do the tight flow thing i think everything is proper with the beat this one's derringer he's as good as alchemist i can't tell them apart to be real with you on this project so they both fucking bring an excellent quality f's with the whole situation let's move on to uncle bun i don't know what to say about <laughs> this <laughs> it's what really is cool to me and what I really do appreciate is when the rappers go on the back-to-back and just kind of go like some type of cypher-esque type of flow. So that's what was really, really cool. Um, besides that, I am not able to comment on anything that was said. I just want to listen and understand the life you guys have had and it. remind me that I... <laughs> Fat, fair, but like I ain't got <laughs> shit to say. I'm just like, yo, Chris is like, oh, they're talking is... about drug dealing and shit. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I ain't saying shit. Um, but it's dope. Like it's it's actually really really cool. Um, I just figured out that they're both the same age. Fanny's 37 and 38 special is 37. For some reason, going through this, I felt like it had this like generational gap where it's like the old guy giving you like insight into how it is and then the new guy kind of showing you how things are now and look how similar things are but really they're the same age so they probably were just doing it together which is kind of cool um either way i gave this a 4.5 on 5 just for the fact that i really like the whole back and forth thing like i'm super biased when it comes to that and it's really well done and the raps were on fucking point so yeah and there was like one part that i really enjoyed from 38 special it's like verse 5 just the way he says it was really cool. And I was like that. I don't know. My ears just enjoyed it. You know, these hoes ain't shit. So I cheat and don't commit. I'm rich. I just can't go to sleep with a broken fish. Yo, but fish. that's good it's- advice, bro. Like if you're rich, I know like you got it. Okay. Yeah. Like I know it's going to sound callous, but sometimes getting involved with somebody who maybe like isn't in the same energy sphere as you can compromise mm. your dollars. Right. So mm, mm, it's yep. not necessarily a, a, a generalized cast all. It's just he saying, I can't handle somebody who's broken in this capacity. I, if they want to fuck is, is what it is. But like, I mean, he doesn't necessarily contextualize all women. It's just saying a broken one is a dangerous mm-hmm. threat to sleep next to fellows. Keep that in mind. Fair enough. Um, the rest is like gun bars, but I, I just, I don't know. I was like, yo, that's, that was hard. Like just my, I was, whatever I was doing and my ears were just like, yo, that was hard. So I enjoyed it. Um, 
it's dope. It's still consistent with the rest of the project. Still holds up. I gave it a 4.5 on 5. Yeah, I'm really into this. Now, first of all, I got all sorts of biased love towards 38 Spash because he took a clip of me talking about him and put it on his Instagram and was like, yeah, props. And so... If 38 Smash found me praising Hinchigo because he was doing like the Robert Green albums where like, you know, like 38 Laws of Power or like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Fire. And like what I realized listening to a lot of these dudes is in a lot of ways, like the communities that people be in maybe don't have the same literacy rates that, you know, middle class Canadians deal with where like wildly like it's not equal education. So sometimes oral storytelling is a good way to convey wisdom and i was saying some crap mm. like that you know and i was like in a sense i feel like that's what benny's kind of been doing on this and 38 spesh does exactly the same thing like i like both these guys for exactly the same reason i would honestly if my reviews of them pff, they'd be kind of boring because they'd be super similar like i'm not pretending like i have the most insight when it's that kind of consistent fire but it is really good. Like, two uh, people switch so I don't talk to people. Two clips. That's enough shots for you and your alter ego. I like that line. Especially in fucking rap land, where literally everybody has two versions of themselves. Like, do I try Christopher Johnson or do I tag Chris Chrome? I'm one of the only people I know that's full government name in this shit in this little world. And it's like everybody almost like embodies two versions of themselves. And I, I have a whole alter ego. What you've seen online, this is the alter ego. But like, it's kind of like a wild thought because it puts it bluntly. Like, be careful. People are duplicitous in their nature. And the chances are you aren't talking ever to the real person if you're in public around other people. Ain't nobody fucking real unless maybe you're alone in a room with them and you can look them in an eye type thing. Otherwise, it's a lot of similar stuff. I really like the line, I don't drive cars with keyholes. Like, I, I, that's cool. Like, that's like a level Push of evolution. But it's beyond that. Like, you just got deep beep beeps and it all opens for you because you're so fancy that it works like that. Um, I don't know. The rest of it's pretty dope. It feels like this flexingness. Each line is delivered. 38 Spesh just has this confidence and this power in the way he puts his bars out. Where I guess Benny does too, but I really appreciated the way. It felt like equals, just spitting game, back and forth, taking it off, handing the torch over, both giving out lessons, mantras, like, yo, fuck a life sentence, pray God hand me the right riches. Like, this is visualizing success and not predicting and self-affirming the bad shit, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, the coldness of Benny being like, I sold dope to a fiend while she pregnant, emotionless. I'm not a caseworker. It's not a reason I sold the shit. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's like this bluntness. Like, yeah, if you're going to be in the game, be in the fucking game. You don't get this, like, level of being a caseworker to the people. Cold, but it's kind of effective shit. Like, if you're going to go and do some business, you kind of have to commit to that shit. Anyway, beautiful song, 4.75 on 5. I really enjoy it. All that's with a caveat of I have to be doing the right shit in my life to want to listen to this. And it's often doing some work-related material. Like, I want to be on a hustle of some kind. This is not Sunday afternoon bike ride music to me. But when I'm in that mood, that super serious shit, this is exactly the kind of stuff I want. Um, I guess we can move on then uh, to Thoey's Revenge. Chilly hard. All right, Chris, what do you think about this one? The fact that, just to start off, the fact that Benny's like, so-and-so gave me my first thing. This person showed me how to do it, but I, gave me the formula. I think it's Westside. Westside showed me the formula, but I'm going to make my own self a millionaire. 
that's like, yo, people really got to listen to that. It's like, that is, so again, some of that mentorship, some of that, like somebody gave you an opportunity. They taught you X, Y, Z. You now have to like turn on the gears and get that moving and get yourself there. And Benny just, the way he expresses that, the way he says the millionaire, the echo on it, it really just kind of drove it home for me. And I was like, yo, like even myself, I got to start doing some of that shit too. Like as much as I've got opportunities from here, wherever I got to figure out my own lane and my own way of doing things, which was, which was cool. I did enjoy that. Um, I like how in verse two, first one's pretty solid verse two. He's like in four years, built the foundation while these people, while these Hayden people sat around waiting. And I'm like, yeah, again, more of that, like, yo, it doesn't come super instant. It really is like, you got to take time. You got to put in the effort. You got to keep building and never give up, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, the rest of it, though, I'm really kind of biased. This is hype as fuck. This is like a Chris Chrome track. <laughs> the, the fucking beat is like more elevated and has that like anthemic feel to it more than like a lot of the darker piano boom bappy type feels. Like he's got the triplet flows, which got just got me bouncing around. And I was like, that's super dope. And it's hard. And I like how he's showing you the diversity near the end of the project and not kind of layering it throughout. It's like he really wanted you to like focus on what he can do. And then if you can make it through some of this, then yeah, I'll give you a little, I'll give you what it is. Uh, I guess you want to hear or some shit like that, which I thought was dope. Um, pretty much really all of that. I gave this a 4.6. Yeah, I think it's a good look to like <clears throat> pop right into like a um, you know more triplet driven like modern esque sounding vibe, and the fact that it's him and Alchemist is like a double statement. Like, hey, look, we can do this too. What are you gonna do now? Look what we can do. Hey, and then really, it's just airy. Feels like he's dancing on the beat. And it really sounds dope. And in a lot of ways, Byers is kind of in the same vein of shit, like what he's been saying. But the fact that he's just coming with such a musically different vibe is is cool. Like, I don't know that a lot of people who do a lot of the more con, uh, I guess what I call it, one-liner hip-hop. That's my term for it. Like when every bar could just be its own one-liner, like a one-liner stand-up comic type thing. A lot of them don't necessarily adapt into that more airy flowy type thing but this is just well delivered everything just feels super precise the chorus is really great and again it's kind of laced with that game like i love the fact that like benny's like i earned my spot is kind of his main mantra more than i'm the best i did it myself like he kind of just gives all the credit where it's due and not a lot of people do that, but the people who do that tend to go down as legends a lot more than the people who don't do that. And that's basically the hook of his song is all these people gave me the tools that I needed to succeed. And because of that, I am now in a position where I can build up my own things and then almost give it back to y'all. So it's like creating his own place in the greater cycle of things that allows, allows money to circulate through him as opposed to just stop being there. And then even that start of the second verse, it's like the way everyone's sitting around waiting while he was out there building a foundation. Like, yo, sometimes people really be like that. Like they could take lots of time off and just kind of wait for other people to put some stuff in. But then when credit isn't distributed correctly or people get kind of feeling away. So, I mean, Benny's been consistent. Like they put out as Griselda, how many projects, how many songs have these guys done? Even outside of Griselda, like it's it's been a ridiculous 
amount of work. And the results are kind of starting to come through for him. And it just kind of makes sense, you know? He's And then I love what he's like, I'll switch it up. I had a style waiting, up a level, never downgrading. Like the fact that he kind of acknowledges that he's even switching up the style just to prove he can, just because he's upgrading as an artist, as everything, you know? That to me is just, mm. is like a level of, again, self-awareness on the track. And I fucks with that heavy. Overall, it's like, I like where he ends it too. Too successful for him all of a sudden to go and blame it all uh, on all this money. Like, people really do kind of get mad when you do well and things start to change. Like, people might get mad if you got better features on your album and things like that when ultimately Benny's clearly pushing his career in the way he wants to go with it. It's a super fun song. Uh, the beat's really enjoyable and it is kind of anthemic, like Chris said. Uh, I'll give it a 4.5. I mean, it's dope. Uh, this would be like the first one I could see myself putting on on a bike ride on a Sunday. So that's really cool to have that option. <laughs> um, let's move on to Billy Joe. All right, Chris, how do you feel about this one now that we're aware of what song we're on? Um, I enjoyed this one, actually. Uh, I thought there was there's there's more of this like upbringing type feel to it kind of. He was like, in the first verse, he's like, I wasn't really good. I know low income base living. My pops avoided school to me. So how am I supposed to feel these hoes ain't using me? Like, I kind of get like, this is going back into his past. And he still kind of had this like grimy upbringing and had to kind of figure out as he was going, which I thought was cool. Um, more of that, like, this is real authentic. And, and I get this, like, again, Benny's trying to drive home the point of like, I'm not like the rest of you. I'm not like any of what you guys kind of do. This is really, really real. Um, I like how he's got that belief in him that, that, that like super, I'm one classic from, from the grade up amongst the best rappers today. And I'm like, yeah, you probably are. I think you're, I already think you're probably up there in that conversation but sure I, I i could see where you're i guess being a little bit humble with uh with that i enjoyed the monopoly line now i don't know if you caught that but like i treat my city like monopoly sitting on park place the engine in the sh the engine in the shit i'm whipping ain't in fit for a car chase and i'm like yo first off park place is like an expensive spot on monopoly but if you're trapping drugs outside of your trunk, your car is parked in place while you're doing that. And I thought the double metaphor entendre was super, super cool. And I was just like, that's dope. Um, but the rest of it flows really nicely and, and just does does what it does. Uh, I gave it a 4.3. Yeah, um, I like this one too. I feel like we're at this point, we've settled comfy ass into the groove. We got our little triplet flows. Now we back right into where we were as we left off. Um, but I do like the look back shit. And I think what makes verse one interesting is the commentary on how society vilifies drug dealers, but glorifies snitches and shit. And that's an interesting idea that he puts forward. And then it's like kind of presenting like, look, I grew up without a father in this environment. Like, what am I supposed to feel? Like, these are the things that are available for me. There aren't any other options. And then y'all just kind of like, you know, creating an environment upon which I'm vilified for it. So I think that's like a super interesting, like kind of more serious level on the overall topic of drug dealing. And the experiences he's had as he looks back with it. And then one of my favorite shit is 
They comfortable on phones talking. Work on your lying dangerous. I won't sell another brick till I learn sign language. So it's like this idea that you can't even really sell drugs anymore in the way that you used to because everything's so hackable and trackable. And unless he can get to a point where he could operate without using his voice, he's not even going to do it again because it's just not like a safe occupation to be involved in at this point, which is an interesting idea, right? Like this recognition that the game isn't even the same game in the current situation. And he's just surprised at how much people are willing to use their cell phones to just do all they work. Um, and then I love the idea of like gave all my fiends rides to get the checks cash. Like that's a level of customer service. Like how do you compete with the competition? Oh, you can't get money. Let me help you get that money. And then he's probably a little fee for the taxi ride, you know? So it's like to ensure that his clientele gets the money. And then he's kind of set and ready to go consistently delivering the best product. Honestly, it's some good user experience advice baked into that course. I really appreciated that. And then he's going to serve anybody because at the end of the day, when you're in the business, like we said before, you got to go all in. You got to serve your neighbor, your auntie, your stepdad, whoever it all is, you know. Fuck the critics. We put it the hard way. Just this idea that, like, they kind of went at it and did it independent and authentic and kind of stuck true to themselves, even though it took longer without doing the weird gimmicky shit. I feel like they, they just kind of put, you know, their work in. But my favorite line in that second chorus is just nobody cried when they killed Al Poe or like I took that as Al Capone and I might be wrong. Um, mm -hmm. But if that's the case, it's like, you know, it's an interesting notion. Like how does your legacy go out? How are you going to be? How are you going to be perceived? So there's like this giant almost desire to rebrand and to become known as something bigger. Hey, Genius is actually showing us Benny for once. They almost never show us the artists we're talking about. Anyway, so yeah, I like this one. I think the chorus slaps. I think overall it's a good snug track, and I super enjoy it. 4.5 on 5. Let us move on to the one that actually has West Side Gun on it, Guerrero. All right, how do you feel about Guerrero? It's dope. It's dope. I have no idea what Benny said, uh, West Side said. I just think it's hype. I mean, obviously reading the lyrics, it's a bunch of like experiences that he's been through and kind of like more of that drug dealing and kind of drug experiences that people around him may be, may be dealing with. Um, but it's just, I've always loved what West Side does. And I think it's funny in like a very positive sense. Like he has so much fun doing it. When he was like, showgirls, mill, worth the jewels, bitch, I'm still here. And he's like holding the hair. It's just, I don't know. I chuckle a little bit because it's just, I can hear you having fun doing it as much as you're like super serious and down to business and ready to go. You like to crack a little bit, which is dope. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, now, I've, I know rappers have done this before, but I really like how Benny uses his um, previous projects to kind of like layer in a lot of, a really deep hitting message like yeah thank god i made it i got my money right i'm famous so they wonder where i would on that one way flight and it's just like you kind of go through it and you're just like yo you're like manifesting a lot of this within your bars not, not your bars but like the titles of your songs as well that you it feels like you've planned some of this shit it feels like you've like you're like i'm gonna write these lyrics i'm gonna write these songs and i'm gonna use them for other things that i can do in other tracks and it's still gonna be like layered and super dope which is really fucking creative in my opinion um 
either besides that i mean it's hype it's really cool uh everything stands up to what we've been getting so i'm like this is very consistent uh i left this with a 4.2 yeah i enjoyed this one i i think it makes sense to have a little west side gun feature get the whole griselda team on it i like that mm. but as far as it goes I, I feel like it's it's similar content at this point i'm not sure how to fully comment on it even the 97 hove reference no he was 99 hove i think in another track i digress um I really, he, he's putting it there. I used to not be like famous. Now I've kind of grown. I'm in a much better position in life. You know, life is going proper. I enjoyed it. I like how he's comparing himself, you know, to Big Sean and Tunchi, which is interesting, you know, because to put Big Sean and Lil Wayne as like the big names, like that's a fascinating, like, like Big Sean got his credit for once, you know, like everybody says Big mm. Sean never gets his credit. Well, Benny gave Big Sean his credit. <clears throat> Um, but I don't have as much to comment on this verse. It was I. I really enjoyed listening to it. It was a little more referency, which kind of makes sense because he's with West Side Gun and West Side Gun super referency. And I'm not that into the references side of stuff. I like more of the more blind, like factual businessy type shit that we got with the other songs. But I agree with you with West Side Guns. Like flagrant delivery is dope. Um, I feel like he'd be speaking all kinds of slang I don't understand, but I did understand we sold work. I mean a whole lot. That made a lot of sense to me. But like overall, Westside Gun, it's all about that delivery too. It feels like he don't give a fuck what you think. He's just here to do what he do. This is the shit that came out. This is what it is. He's dope. You know, other people are not dope. And he doesn't have patience for people that are not good. He's just coming through. And his whole team got drip. And that kind of energy of, again, just everybody wins is still present in this song. And I think that's a, a really core theme is how I think that's why Griselda has managed to do more than a lot of other movements. And it's because they do have that. Uh, I want everybody to win feel to it. And arguably, I think we all know deep down when we hear Russ and them talking about how self-made they are. It just feels wrong as opposed to like, it's not really what we want. We want that like team sport shit. So it's easier to cheer for the team and watch them have success collectively. And the fact that they like still like each other, you know, that's enjoyable. Um, I mean, it's like, what the fuck's the point of getting rich and famous and succeeding if you can't celebrate it with your friends? Or like the idea that's of how like, I kind of look at it. Like, I get the idea of not having new friends in the sense of clout chasing like people mm -hmm. in like surrounding you for the sake of an entourage, but. Like, I always find the idea of people who get all famous and stuff and then are like, I'm by myself on an island and I don't need anybody. Like, it just sounds miserable. Like, I hope that if I get fame and stuff, it allows me to just meet more new cool people I could have never met in my life. And I just want to meet the smartest and dopest new people all the time. And like, I don't know, maybe it's just my life compared to others, but... I don't want to win alone. That just sounds miserable. That sounds like when your suicide rates go up and things, you know, like it doesn't sound good. Whereas the idea also, like, of winning as a team is pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. That's what I like about it a lot. So I'm going to give it like a another 4.35 cuz I don't really understand it as much, but it's enjoyable to listen to. Um so let's move on to Bust a Brick Nick. I like the line he went, I got a movie deal, but chilling because my real life like a book. And I'm like, that's that's hard because if a book is really, really, really good and it like is consistent and serious and stuff, they usually turn that into a movie, which again, to me kind of feels like 
he's manifesting this shit. He's putting it out there in the universe and he's really trying to like speak his his wants into the universe, which is really dope. And I really do enjoy that. Um, the whole part with like the bullet wound and the karma, it's like that was really real. Um, I'm just bringing it up because it's like it, it's good to kind of acknowledge, like be honest with people that real shit could happen. It's like if you want to play in this world, you got to also understand that these are type of things that could happen. I'm still blessed to be alive. I'm still blessed to have seen, you know, my 36th birthday. But these are things that can happen still mm. enlacing that knowledge and wisdom to people and be like, yo, y'all might think this is cool, but you might get away with it for 10, 15 years. But then you get older and somebody's holding a grievance or whatever the fuck. So. You know, that was that was something that I was like, okay, you know, again, more of that watch where you move, watch how you how you do shit. Um, I like I like the little my little crypto investment was probably triple your necklace. I like how he flowed crypto uh, investment and necklace together, but it's like, damn, eh? He's also kind of showing you like you gotta get on this stuff, you gotta enter the, the new wave, like forget investing in like your superficial shit, go invest in something that could potentially blow up, could actually make you double profits and stuff. More of that knowledge and wisdom I, I i thought it was dope very very consistent. arguably doesn't he also say on this very same album we buy like fucking necklaces and shit because when you're broke you can sell that shit i mean fair i guess it's like but so <clears throat> i would say that he him saying that is more of like i'm not buying it to show off i'm buying it to make a profit right. and still in that business mentality yeah. i think in this case like the crypto is the investment and people are just buying chains to be like look at me yeah, I feel that's, that. That's kind of how I took that. I, I mean, you're probably not wrong. I'm also looking at it like, yo, what I flipped is worth more than what you flipped. Or like... Fair enough. I mean, yeah, no, go, go on. No, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, they're, like everything else is really just kind of getting into it and really like kind of decrypting a lot of the bars. It's actually just one full verse, which I thought was cool just kind of straight to the point i do like some of these one verse type songs where you're it's more focused on just like yo really listen to what i'm saying and that and i do enjoy that um i gave this a 4.4.2 4. on five i mean yeah it's got a lot of one-liners in this one like a whole bunch of stuff that he's just kind of speaking it's almost like benny against the world and He's got the buyers to fill up a three and a half minute track just full of hot stuff to say, and he's delivering it all with the same consistency. And it covers a wider range of stuff from, you know, your girl sucking my dick on the first night. Or she, she'd ever suck dick on the first night. It's an exception. I'm at that point in my life. Um, hide to paper somewhere safe, a place them dicks won't expect it. And I like how he flips the word dick now to move into people that's trying to get out of your, get your shit. So you got to make sure to be smart with your money. And as you go through, it's just overtly everything from his successes to just business advice to, like, all the shit with it that we've been kind of, like, talking about this whole project. And I feel like there's this desire to prove here across above all and everything else that he really has achieved this level of greatness. Um, I don't know how else to, like, put it. <clears throat> I do believe that rappers are fucked when he drops is a bit of an overstatement. I think it's a great project but like this kind of song is just like a bold ass statement and people who love listening to bars are gonna fucking love this and the overall energy is great and as i listen to it over and over i'm like yeah there's like little bars here but there is no real hook 
and it's really more of like an essay kind of outlining the greatness of Benny. And I really like it. I think it really serves its purpose. And deep into the project, it feels like the mission statement of the album. Um, a bunch of open, honest, like, stream of consciousness shit. And it's super good to listen to. Um, but overall, I feel like as a song, it's like it's aight. I, it's it's like you kind of get lost in the flow of it but you really got to be in a mood for it and i appreciate it but it's also like rehashing a lot of things i feel like we've heard before so it's not like fully like rivetingly new stuff it's just left me with like yeah this is nice you know I, you know doing songs with bigger acts and they tell me to go in industry and then kind of criticizing like how you're gonna call me hollywood when you ain't never been to hollywood and stuff and it's like yeah fair enough but arguably i don't like this one as much as some of the other ones although some of the lines i like so it's got lines i like in it but the overall flow of it i'm like man you just it's cool i don't know i feel like the other songs gave me more that's just where i'm at with it i don't know how else to put it it's more like a four uh, i kind of wish it was a hook i think a hook would have made me enjoy this more and the way he ended it i was like cool I, I just didn't leave it but like overall it's good i don't know like, you know, like, when you can objectively be like, yeah, it's well made, but, like, when am I going to listen to this? Was what I was left with Fair enough. more than anything Fair else. Enough. Whereas, like, that, you know, throwies revenge. I'm like, shit, I'll throw that on when I'm bicycling. <clears throat> or, like, Ten More Commandments. Okay, I could be, like, bumping a lot of this album at work and just feel like, yeah. But this one just kind of felt like a hodgepodge, but it didn't have, like, that extra flair to it for me personally. Um but the last one on the project is Mr. Chow Hall. <clears throat> I think it's a cool ending to the project. Um, and I like how he's still kind of questioning people, like even after all of this, even after I've given you the projects, I've given you the lyrics, I've told you the stories, y'all still really don't believe in me. Y'all really still don't kind of believe I can actually make this off of music, which is dope. Um, I like how, again, he's talking? bringing in that, I didn't take that. Okay, anyway, go on. Well, I like how he kind of brings in starting off, yo, I feed my team when I'm bringing in work because that's how leadership works. It's like right off the bat, you're still giving us that like that boss mentality, those movements you should be doing. Um, and I, I think it just still does kind of sit consistently, but it's short. It's cool. I don't really have much to say. I left it with another 4.2. I feel like this is a great end to this project, right? Like, it's a bit of a, a finality to what we've talked about. Like, throughout the whole album, he's kind of presented himself as a real one. Somebody who's lived this life. He's put in his work. He's got the credentials and the credibility. And now that we've arrived at this point where he's comfortable with himself and his position on his way to legend, he's going to leave you with, like, some more boss advice now. This isn't necessarily little boy advice. It's more big advice. Like, what happens when you get there? And I think that's a cool way to end it because it's kind of like it makes it feel like there's a level of growth on the album that's more than just I'm like the best with it. It's more, nah, check it. Let me show you what happens when you're there and pay the people and then have like pay your people is a really important thing, you know, like make sure you bring people up with you because otherwise you're not really a leader. Like often they say in entrepreneurial endeavors, the last people to get paid are the CEOs and shit. So if you're getting paid first, chances are you're not doing it right. Um, I'll trust a fiend lest his fingertips burnt. That's such an interesting line because it's like, yo, if they really a fiend, they're not going to have nice fingers. That's how you stay safe is you make sure that the people you work with have the cues in their life 
that justify the positions they play, you know. And then he doesn't want credit for all the things he's done, but it kind of low-key implying he's done a whole lot. And then I like how there's this overarching situation in this song where, you know, like something was turned down or some deal didn't happen, but they don't say what it is. And I like the fact that they censor it. And the result of taking this advice and not indulging in these things and kind of going away from maybe the mainstream path and doing this independent thing has the entire squad making whops more money than they would have gotten otherwise. Or like how when he's in the hospital, he's like, they tried to get me to come pick out the lineup. I was useless. In the hospital bed, shot them questions they asked. I was clueless. This position as I got as a gangster, I won't abuse it. The politicians in my city can't believe I got this off music. So it's like he's now in a position where he's legal, he's clean, and even then still behaves appropriately when the time comes and doesn't betray the codes and all that good stuff. And I feel like this song is just laced with like how to be like a leader and maintain that respect when you get it because I'm sure a lot of people get the money and then lose it because of some respect stuff or they can't maintain the relationships or I've seen a lot of people burn bridges along the way, myself included, on some ego shit or not behaving accordingly. So I really like that. Also, this like, why are you bragging about your whip if it's a lease? Or like, make sure you're in your position. Like one of the lines on another track is like, I only started wearing designer when the money like made sense. It wasn't like that was the first thing I got, you know, like, like you can only buy designer when you can afford to lose that money type thing so it's like but that still plays into the authenticity and the realness of him it's like yo stop trying to be something you're not people may actually fuck with you more because you can it actually can reminds like, me of this one interview i had where this rapper was complaining and uh about how he could, has to get paid to do shows because when yeah. he's at the show he has to spend money on liquor because he raps about drinking liquor to fuck bitches so if people see him at the bar not drinking liquor it's a bad look I, my first thought honestly was well if you can't afford that <laughs> and i don't want to be that guy but like if you can't afford that then don't you have all the choice of how you want to present yourself i suppose and mm. that's kind of mm. what i got that's that's the stuff i take away from it at all um i love the beat though mm -hmm. this one is exceptional and the outro with the spacey kind of like we're flying up and ascending to another realm and 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 i like the the fact that it doesn't really feel like the rest of the album it's more like a on a more experimental air edge of it like we're ready for something new like the cool we did what we did let's let's leave you with something fresh so that you know that the future is going to be kind of bright and ascending into space and shit we're going to become that next level so i thought it was a strong way to end it i'm gonna give it like a 4.75 a super short enjoyable tight and leaves you like ready to go on and, and it's a good like closure feel about it and still instills that sense of like teamness like we did it it's like that's what i like a lot about griselda it's not i did it anywhere it's all we did it and i think a lot of people miss that lesson when they fucking try to emulate the griselda formula i digress uh that's all i gotta say about that song how do you feel about this project as a whole <clears throat> overall the project i gave it a 4.3 on 5 i thought it's pretty solid i didn't expect anything less to be honest with you it's not like i went in there being like oh this is gonna be trash so no this was really really good what i think part of it is like because i did conway so recently i'm kind of not to be the guy comparing but like it is still consistent with the team though because like Conway gave me this like I'm an older man now dealing with older man stuff and this is kind of what happens in my personal life and then you got Benny who's like 
yo, I had to deal with getting shot too. And this is where I'm at. And I'm growing into this older man shit and blah, blah, blah. And kind of like, I felt like, all right, now I need West side. Now I need West sides. Like this is what happened to me. And this is where I'm at and, and kind of going too. And I thought that it really does tie in together. So it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you listen to town of talk for, you might as want to go and listen to like Conway's next project. And then this and that, because I feel like they're all kind of connecting in a way. That's just me. I may be fucking reaching, but it's a good project. Whether you're new to Benny or you enjoy what he does, it, it, they're very just good at what they fucking do. Yeah, I enjoyed the project. I think Tana Talk 4 was enjoyable. Like, it's consistent, Benny. A lot of advice bars, a lot of wit, a lot of precise delivery, a lot of that emotionless bland ambiance which kind of ties into his idea like take emotion out of business you're going to move farther ahead and i feel like given the overtones of some of the stuff that kind of goes into it giving that kind of clear-headed self-aware objective feel is kind of a refreshing and different take and a lot of people do and it's because i find you have to have a very authentic presentation in order to pull that off i don't know about like commenting on the overall subject matter because it's not really my world but i really believe that benny the butcher spits legitimate things based on the way he spits the things that he spits with the consistency over time and he's put in a crazy amount of work dropping projects for years and it's cool to see them in this position um the alchemist the derringer beast are both fucking wonderful it creates this cool ambiance and again whenever you see people talking about how oh no there isn't any good hip-hop being created it's like i mean arguably there is you're just not really looking for it so i guess that answers my earlier question of who doesn't like them but you know it's not that they don't like them they just don't know it exists because they're too busy whining to google it um but like yeah i feel like they're really pushing and they're like taking this 90s revival thing that they're doing and running with it and a lot of people fucks with it and it's just gonna keep getting bigger and benny is my favorite of the group even though we're not supposed to compare and i want all of them to win but i just like the way he articulates things more than i like the way the others articulate things i like conway too though don't get me wrong i also like Westside, but mm, benny gets me a little more excited than the other ones um but yeah that's all i gotta say about it. it's a solid project i'd give it like a 4.5 ish i don't know about classics anymore i feel like it's super hard to see what everyone's gonna listen to down the line but this is an extremely well-made consistent project where if you really like that griselda stuff you're gonna like it a lot i don't see why you wouldn't it's like exactly what it's supposed to be like i said at the very beginning you saw tana talk for you got exactly what you were hoping for off of that and that's kind of what I'm left with on it. So on that note, everyone, totally appreciate you watching and being here with us. Those of you who are here on the live, y'all are wonderful people. Um, for those of you watching in the future, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And hit up twitch.tv slash behind that suit and follow there so that you can come Sundays at 12 p.m. EST and do the live with us. Um, but for those of you watching in the future, we still fucks with you. Um, in the event that you do... You know, want us to review a particular album, hit up patreon.com slash behind that suit. Otherwise, yeah, it is what it is. We're going to keep running it as we do. Um, and yeah, it's been really great to have you all here. I don't know what else to say. Uh, thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us. It's appreciated. And on that note, live long and prosper, everyone. <laughs>